Hello, and welcome to episode 197, all about the LEGO Lord of the Rings video game, being the 197th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of Tolkien for the first time, and right now I'm doing whatever I want to, including playing and finishing, finally, the LEGO Lord of the Rings video game. This week, I am joined by Brickley. Welcome! Hello! I'm uh, I'm super excited to join this awesome podcast about the LEGO Lord of the Rings video game, and uh, I can't wait to give some commentary on that. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Yeah, um, you are actually. No, I won't say you're the first Lego official Lego fan <laughs> creator because I've had a lot of people on who also enjoy Lego. But uh, uh, I've been trying and trying to contact a bunch of Lego creators, and I'm so glad I finally got someone on because there's a whole community of Lego creators that I had no idea yeah. even existed. So it was really fun to like kind of go down this rabbit hole and try and reach out to people and see who was interested. And then, yeah, I, fa- I found you and I found your channel and you make some really like cool, fun Thank stuff. You. So if you want to tell the listeners a little bit about what it is that you do and, and create and make content about. So basically what I do is make videos about Lego in general, but more particular about Lego Lord of the Rings, I've been making videos for around three years now. It's the main theme on my channel, and I, for some time, I've been building uh, mocks, which means my own creation. It's something where you just build something yourself and just with your own part collection uh, without instructions, and that's what I do with regards to multiple locations from the Lord of the Rings. So currently, I'm working on uh, some other projects which are going to come soon, but I've also built uh, the Fellowship of the Ring in Lego, also the Black Gate of Mordor, which is just a huge project. Which Yeah, that sounds huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took around 50,000 Lego pieces and around 500 hours of work. So that's really something serious. Yeah, it took a <laughs> long time. But yeah, it's it's really fun to just work on building the Lord of the Rings in Lego. It's just such a big world. And I mean, the only way you can really capture that is with this plastic toy called lego you know so yeah uh, yeah that's um yeah i was talking uh a couple episodes ago i think about how it seems like there was such there's such a missed opportunity with lego to create a specific you know lord of the Rings sets and they did just release the rivendell set and there have been you know a color a couple other sets um you know, here and there, but definitely, you know, it seems like Star Wars is really like their main bread and yeah. butter. I feel like like I'm not even in the Star Wars fandom and I know that there's tons of like Star Wars Lego sets. So I think to me, building one of these, like getting the Rivendell set with all these baggies and instructions and everything, that seems complicated enough to me. But the fact that like you you and, you know, several other creators too are just like, yeah, I'm going to make the black gates just out of, <laughs> you know, from from scratch. No instructions. I need to find the specific pieces that I need to create that. So that's like even more impressive to me. Thank you. Thank you. Well, just to, to humble myself, it's in fact quite easy uh, if you're getting the hang of it. Back in the day when I was a 12-year-old, I believe even before that, I started collecting Lego Lord of the Rings around 2012. Back then I was, uh, let me think here, I was nine years old. 
So I started collecting and then the sets came out and I, I was watching YouTubers already building mocks. And I thought, that's impossible for me to do. But then I started working on the Black Gate and I just thought, well, there's one problem you should tackle, which is just a shortage of pieces. And when you have enough pieces, you can create anything. So it's uh, it's just getting enough pieces and then you can just build whatever you want, basically. Yeah. And that's the beauty of Lego. That's yeah. what makes Lego so cool and fun. Um, also, for myself and the listeners, why don't you tell us about how you got into Lord of the Rings? I'm, I'm assuming it was the movies but uh, yeah. some people are really crazy and are like, yeah, I walked into my middle school library and checked out the Silmarillion. Uh, <laughs> so how did you get into into Tolkien and Lord of the Rings? So that's a funny story. Basically, when I was, uh, I, it was a bit late uh, into the, the movies and such, because my mom wanted to show them off earlier, but I was afraid of Gollum. So the first time she showed mm -hmm. it to me. I was afraid of the Gollum scene within the, the prologue. So <laughs> I, I couldn't bear to watch it back then. So after a little while, when I was seven years old, I got sick. I was at home from school. And then I just watched The Lord of the Rings, uh, basically all three movies in one go. And it was the best thing ever. <laughs> so that's how I got introduced. And then ever since then, I've been watching the movies. So for five years long, I binge watched them. And then finally lego release sets so i could uh just play with the my favorite heroes and such but yeah just the first time discovering it it was just binge watching and i up till 2020 didn't read the books so i'm still reading them <laughs> not too big hey of a no reader. problem <laughs> i uh i started this podcast just by going chapter by chapter oh, wow. and that's a uh, how you that's how you have to do it, I think, yeah. with Lord of the... I mean, that's obviously how you read anything is chapter by chapter. Exactly. But, you know, if it... Uh, if if read... It, I always say that you don't have to read the books to be a Lord of the Rings fan because exactly. I think they did the movies so well and there's so much... There's so much content just with the movies to consume and to learn about that you could spend a whole lifetime just doing that. And the books are dense and hard to read. So yeah. um, <laughs> if uh, so, I always say you don't have to read the books, but if you decide to read the books, it's there's no shame in going slow and taking it steady. You know, it's a, it's a lot to take in. And sometimes it's better just to take it in when you're ready for it rather than like zooming through and and missing stuff, you know? Yeah. It's uh, also with the books. I don't know if you noticed that while reading them, but within my book, there's uh, within the Fellowship of the Ring, I still got to read the Fellowship of the Ring fully. I, I, I read only part one, but when I discovered that the book is two parts, I was like, wow, that's deep. Yeah. Because with, uh, with, I believe, only the extended version, there's also two discs. So I thought that was uh, quite a nice connection, two books, uh, two parts of the books anyway, and two discs for the, the first movie and then also, also for the other parts, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But interesting. And a uh, funny story I was at, um, one of the public libraries in my city was having a book sale of all of their old books, I guess that haven't, you know, been checked out in a while. And like, it was a lot to go through. Um, but they also had movies and VHS tapes as well. And my friend and I found Return of the King on VHS 
And that was released on two tapes because the movie was so big, it couldn't be contained just on one tape. Um, And it was just kind of a fun reminder of the past that uh, big move like the the Titanic movie also was released on on two parts on on two VHS tapes. And it was just kind of like a funny reminder of 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 the past and how far we've come and also about how long Return of the King is. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy movie as well with the extended editions. And you mentioning the Titanic also reminds me of something of uh, King Theoden. That's uh, something interesting because uh, I actually met him last week at Comic Con. So oh no way! Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I because I, I always yeah I forget that he uh, the the actor um, Bernard Hill. Yeah, is that is that his name? Yeah, yeah. played. Um, the the captain in Titanic as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. Was he I mean, I'm assuming these actors who opt in to do, you know, comic cons and, and meet and greets and stuff. I'm assuming that they're nice, but but how oh, was it? Was he, he cool? Was, <laughs> he was really down to earth and we talked about Lego. <laughs> yeah. That's we talked awesome. about uh, he also wished me uh, good luck with building Edoras. So uh, that's something I'm working on right now. And uh, it was really fun talking to him about uh, Lego and the movies in general, because uh, I uh, I gave him the opportunity to choose a location I had to build where he's, of course, uh, portrayed in the movie. And he chose Edoras because it's just a, a location where King Theoden is featured for the first time. And he thought it was mm-hmm. important to, to build that in Lego. So uh, I'm honoring that of uh, King Theoden. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Can't wait to see what you do with that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. Let's dive into these last couple levels of the Lego video game. Um, It's really funny because they, I mean, you know, we just talked about how lengthy Return of the King is. And then this at this point in the game, they're just really rushing through to get the to try and squeeze every last ounce of the essential plot and like boil it down to the bare minimum and so they're just really like breezing on by uh with uh how they adapted it for the video game um so the first level uh, of this part is the battle of pelinor fields and when we last saw gandalf and pippin they had run off to minas tirith And I was convinced that there was going to be a level where you have to go around and light the beacons (laughs) because there's so many elements in the video game where you have to light a fire. And so I thought for sure there would be something like that. I was like, how are they going to adapt the pyre of Denethor and and Denethor just in general and sending Faramir off to face (laughs) his own death and... The the answer is that they didn't they didn't do any of that. <laughs> they just skipped yeah. right over it. Uh Denethor is not a part of the story, and I completely understand why. It's a very dark part of Lord <laughs> of the Rings. And they're trying to keep it lighthearted. They're trying to keep it kid-friendly to the point that in one of the earlier scenes in Fellowship of the Ring, instead of when they're the hobbits are in the prancing pony and Pippin says it comes in pints. They're drinking. They have like mugs of like chicken legs instead of beer. So they don't even have beer in these games. Yeah. So setting yourself and your son on fire and going insane, probably not easy to adapt in Lego. So I Indeed. understand why that was cut. 
Yeah, just for for Denethor in general, I, I personally for the for the level, if they would have created a level for Minas Tirith, I would have liked to have seen maybe a climb towards the top of Minas Tirith because we could see Gandalf and Pippin, of course, riding all the way to the top. Maybe some sort of challenges would have been cool, you know. And then also opening the door. That's also something you do in multiple Lego video games where you have to open doors and just climb towers or something like that. It would have been pretty cool to to have the the hallway scene with uh, Denethor well, looking at Boromir's ghost and then uh, also <laughs> seeing Faramir standing there. That kind yeah. of stuff. But I get yeah. it. So it's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah. So it picks up immediately with the orcs and the trolls and everything beginning their attack on Minas Tirith. Uh, to fight back, they start catapulting pianos at the orcs, which yeah. is very funny. <laughs> um, I appreciated that little bit of humor. There was a moment when they start breaking down the the door and a troll comes in and orcs come in and Gandalf is saying like, fight, fight with every last being for Gondor. And I thought it was going to cut to a playable moment where you play as Gandalf and Pippin and you have to fight these orcs and this troll that have just broken through. And this is kind of when I realized, wow, you really don't play as Gandalf very much in the game. Uh, there's shit you play as him when you're fighting the Balrog, and they broke the Balrog up into two different uh, like fight sequences. But other than that, um, you don't really the the way that like the story. Sh- if you're just playing the story version, obviously afterwards you can go back um, yeah. as free play and you can choose to play as whatever character you want. But Gandalf, you don't really play as very much. Um, and I just thought that was kind of uh, odd and funny because he's such a he's like one of the main characters. He's like one of the most recognizable characters from from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Indeed. It's it's quite strange also mentioning Gandalf because later on in the movie, we see the scene where the Witch King of Angmar uh, sort of uh, comes on to Fell Beast and then he's like, uh, he says, of course, the famous quote, do you not know death when you see it, old man? And then suddenly he says, this is my hour. And then uh, with, uh, with, of course, the sword and the flames and such. I think it's strange that they, uh, well, of course, they, they, I believe they included it in the game, right? I'm not sure within the cutscene if i can recall it correctly but um i you know i don't remember yeah but yeah i don't remember i feel like we don't uh see too much of yeah we just don't see too much of gandalf having these big action moments aside from aside exactly. from the balrog yeah exactly and then um yeah. But yeah, so they break through and where I thought it was going to cut to a playable moment and instead cut to the Rohirrim arriving. Theoden does his, you know, big important speech that is really iconic as, you know, fans of the movies. And this is something that in the movie I wondered and they kind of made it happen in the game the thing where he do- he's giving the speech and then he goes along the front line of riders with his and like taps his sword against everyone's spears and i was like would that not break some of the spears <laughs> and that actually happens in the game yeah. some of the lego soldiers their spears get cut in half and they kind of look at each other and they're like uh <laughs> yeah yeah, these Lego games that really have a lot of humor in them, and that's that's also something I uh, I wanted to talk about. It's it's also fun that we see uh, Eowyn with the the mustache on her head. That's oh my also, gosh, yes! Yeah, to just uh, <laughs> disguise herself. Yeah, that's also just with the Lego games, the uh, the attention uh, they paid. 
to those small little details it's it's crazy with regards all the spirits that's uh, it's pretty fun uh, yeah see. yeah so it, uh then we see you know aon and mary together um and yes aon she has her helmet on but yeah they did the added step of putting a mustache yeah. on the helmet which is just even funny oh it's <laughs> so funny i love that joke so much um and so, yeah, then the battle begins. Uh, you're playing as Eowyn riding the horse, and it does this thing. It did this in uh, at the end of the Battle of Helm's Deep level, where you're oh, yeah. kind of right. following them running through the battlefields, but you don't really have much control over what you're doing uh, because the horse you're just it's just automatically running you forward through the battlefield and you can't you can control where you go like side to side but things are coming up so quickly that you can't be it, it, it it's like so hard to get the right reaction times to be like oh there's yeah. a blue stud let me go over there and get it because by the oh, time yeah. you see the blue stud you've already passed it <laughs> um and so there were things that i would pass by and uh action item would pop up where it would say like press b but by the time i saw it a press b I, it was already gone so i really the the game did this uh i think like maybe two or three times in the whole game where you're following someone it's a really fast paced sequence but you don't really have much control over what's happening and i yeah uh, just not a, a part of the game that I enjoyed very much. Yeah, I think we're going to return to that soon enough with, the, I believe, the Mount Doom level, right? But we'll uh, we'll get to that soon. Enough. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, that <laughs> happens end. there too, yeah. yeah. Uh, exactly. So there's a cutscene where a mouse scares one of the Oliphants, which, again, I thought that was very funny. Oh, yeah. um, and it the elephant falls over and makes Eowyn and Mary fall off their horse then the Witch King comes in and attacks Theoden. And I I can't remember if this is if this happens in the movie, but this is book ac accurate where the horse oh. falls on top of Theoden. Yes, that's movie accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I just couldn't remember exactly what it uh, looked like in the movie. But this is a book like a book accurate detail that I was yeah. like, wow, that's really great that like in <laughs> there are some instances in the game that they really did not that they really, you know, glossed over or they got something completely wrong and you're like, why did you do that? And then there are other parts that, again, they have this like little attention to detail that you're like, that's strange. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, you begin your battle with the Witch King. And I, I was very worried going into this because so far the game has really made a joke of Eowyn. Uh, they've taken away a lot of her dialogue and in moments in the movies where she actually says something they just have her like huff or like sigh or yeah. something and so i was like oh no are they gonna do something weird with the battle but it was really cool i thought it was really well done the first thing you have to do is you fight uh against the beast and then once you defeat the beast the witch king jumps off and you fight him personally it's very funny because obviously from the movies and ever in like any other adaptation other than lego the witch king is massive and is like looming over top of our our characters but being lego he's the same si he's the same size as aowen he's yeah. still just like a little lego man so it's very <laughs> it's very funny uh when you see like the size is the same <laughs> 
Yeah, and also with his uh, his big flill, I, I think it's quite nice that that was featured in the game. And then, of course, after the battle, the Witch King. But there's a, a fun story about this scene, which occurred to me anyways back in the day, and also to some other people, I believe, on YouTube. But there was this glitch where you could battle the Witch King of Angmar, and then suddenly uh, he wouldn't sort of attack you. So you can progress further in the story. And it was really annoying, but somehow it sometimes just sort of uh, figured itself out and you could continue playing. But yeah, I was stuck in that level for a couple of minutes because I had to restart the game. So uh, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, games have glitches, unfortunately. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I, I did have, so as, uh, as much as I liked this part of the battle, I did have some moments of frustration. Oh. Don't get me wrong. I got very <laughs> frustrated because... You have to stand, you have to position yourself and the Witch King just right. Uh, and you have to yeah. get him to hit the flail and it gets stuck in one particular spot. And if you don't have him in the right like distance away from you where you're standing on that spot, then it won't work. And that took me, it, it took me a while to get it just right. I'm writing to Lego this minute. This should not be this impossible. Are you kidding me? So that was very frustrating. Uh, at one point, Eowyn is being attacked, and then you have to switch to Mary for oh, yeah. Mary to go in, just like it happens in the story, where he stabs the Witch King once, and then uh, that is what allows Eowyn to go in and deal, you know, that that final blow. Yeah, that was a interesting scene as well with Mary falling over and uh, Eowyn, of course finally saying something in the game so that's uh, yes that's i am cool. no man and then <laughs> stabbing him yes yeah. um i should mention that by the way the whole time you're doing this battle theoden is in the background and he's stuck under his horse and his little body is wiggling <laughs> <laughs> that's also a, a funny detail in the game day yes even funnier moment. So then then it's a, a cutscene afterwards where Eowyn goes to check on Theoden and he says, my body is broken. Now, Lego took that literally because <laughs> she picks up his torso piece and Mary is on the other side of the horse and he picks up his leg pieces. And I, I like I screamed. I was laughing. It just really took me by surprise because all of a sudden, like she's holding his upper body and he's still talking and delivering these lines. It was very funny. My body is broken. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is so unhinged! Oh my god! It was so perfect because because they they didn't have to do any extra work because the literal line is my body is broken. <laughs> yeah, that's really just a, a literal approach to that line <laughs> yep so then we have a cutscene with aragorn legolas and gimli arriving with the ghost army and then you have to fight the oliphants and this is where i almost rage quit a lego game oh, <laughs> oh my god i shot that <sighs> okay we are looking up a tutorial Ow. because i was so in the sequence you have these elephants and they, they don't stop 
So they keep moving around the seam. And one of them, you can just go over and fight with Aragorn's sword and like break their leg and then they run off or something. The other one has these points on his knees that you're supposed to shoot with Lego with Legolas's arrows and then he yeah. can jump up and swing around and get on top and defeat the guys uh who are who are up there but i could not get because the the it's a moving target so you're trying to shoot this moving target and then anytime i pause to try and aim and hit the right spots on the elephant orcs or whatever the enemy is would come out and start attacking me and so then I would be being attacked and I'm trying to shoot these very particular points on the elephant and I'm being attacked and I'm being killed and this is a this is a level that I think would have been really helpful if you were doing it as two player because oh, yeah. then you could have one person fighting off the orcs and the bad guys or whatever and then you can just focus in on okay I need to shoot the right spots with the arrow so that was frustrating and then I couldn't yeah so the elephant's moving around I'm trying to shoot the right spots and then when when you shoot the right spots I'm trying to run over and jump up at and it was it, it took a while for me to finally oh, yeah. get get this part of, I imagine. The, of the level done. Yeah, I had the same back in the day. That was really in my early days of the Lord of the Rings when the theme just released. I was also playing this level and then uh, it was kind of hard to shoot the the targets. Yeah, we all struggle with that, I believe. So uh... <laughs> Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah. Once you find like when you finally do it successfully, it's the really cool, you know, moments from the movie where Legolas is swinging around and doing all this cool stuff. And he, you know, jumps up and kills all the bad guys up top. And then he slides down and then you hear Gimli's dialogue from the movie. That still only counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a trophy, right? I believe for the for the video game. Yeah, I, I was a trophy hunter back in the day. So uh, getting the... I believe on PlayStation you had the, the platinum trophy if you got 100% complete, something like that. Oh, I, yeah, I have no idea. Um, okay. I've been playing this on my Wii from, I think oh, that was bought Wii. in like the year t 2007. Wow, <laughs> those graphics must hurt your eyes with the oh, Lego Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Oh, I it's remember. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when you finally uh so you take down these these two olifants and then like three more come in and then and then finally the battle's done. Um and so then everyone kind of like catches up again, you know, they find Mary finds Mary uh, who's it? Gandalf and Pippin, that's it. Gandalf and Pippin yeah. are reunited with everyone and Aragorn, you know, says we need to go create a diversion. Gimli says Small, you know, small chance of success, high certainty of death. What are we waiting for? Yeah, that's an interesting scene as well, because within the movie, I believe this also was an extended edition scene. I'm not sure because I only I grew up with the extended edition. Basically, mm -hmm. I never watched the theatrical one. So if anyone's listening, don't watch the regular one. Just do extended. That's when you're <laughs> a fan. But uh, with regards to this scene in the movie, it actually uh, took place within the, the Hall of, uh, of uh, yeah. Mystery, of course. So it's I, I thought it was a bit weird just uh, displaying. Yeah, they're just kind of you know. like finding each other on the battlefield yeah. and then being like, 
okay, let's keep going, I guess. Yeah. Um, I understand that, like, they, again, the the game developers are just trying to move things along as quickly as possible. So they're, they're and also part of it is that, like, in between Pelinor Fields ending and them having that conversation, you know, in the hall, there's a lot of, like, healing going on. There's, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of recovering from that battle that's happening. And a lot of that can be very, like, sad for, you know, our characters that we care about. And so it being a kid's game, they don't want anyone to be concerned, to be scared or concerned for the well-being of these characters. So they're just like, yeah, they're just going to, they're going to have a little conversation, strategy conversation on the battlefield. (laughs) (laughs) Just go from this battlefield to the next one. (laughs) Exactly. Something uh, interesting, because uh, we're talking about Lego Lord of the Rings here. It's quite strange that Lego has never released uh, an Oliphant set or an Orc Battle Pack for Minas Tirith, or even Minas Tirith itself has never been made into a set. Minas Tirith would be a really great set. Like, that is a really... I mean, there's so many things that could be... that are so iconic from from Lord of the Rings that would be really great Lego sets. But yeah, Minas Tirith would be really cool. Oh, yeah. There's also... I believe that this is something I discovered on my live stream. I was just uh, placing a sticker on a piece uh, from the new Rivendell set. And there's this sticker where you can see a map of Middle-earth. And I believe you could see uh, the Tower of Orthanc, the Tower of Barad-dûr. So with the Eye of Sauron, that's Barad-dûr. And then also something shaped like Minas Tirith and Rivendell. So that might be a tease to some future UCS LEGO sets. Yeah, so that would cool. be so cool. Also, that's really funny that they're able to put that much detail into like yeah. a little <laughs> sticker of a map. <laughs> yeah, it's it just, it can't be a coincidence, right? That they feature Rivendell and then all of those other locations on that little map. You know, it, it should just be a, a sort of a sneak peek to the new sets. It, it, it needs to be, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of speaking of extended edition, yeah. When we so the next level is the Black Gates battle, and I thought that we were going to fight the Mouth of Sauron. The Mouth of Sauron scene is an extended edition scene. It's left out of the theatrical release. Um, I I I don't know if this is the official reason or not, but um, I. I think my my theory is that they took they made this only an extended edition scene and it's not in the theatrical version because Aragorn beheads the mouth of Sauron and it's like very suddenly violent. Um, And so I feel like they maybe were dealing with some like ratings issues. And so they cut out uh, they they cut out the Saruman scene at the very beginning of Return of the King. That's only yeah. in the extended edition because he also dies very violently. <laughs> and oh, then yeah. uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, the mouth of Sauron. But the game has uh, the Lego game has actually been including a lot of moments that are only in the extended edition. So Indeed. I was wondering, oh maybe you know, the mouth of Sauron will be our, you know, kind of like boss that we fight at this, at, in this level. That doesn't happen. We just see, uh, a- you know, Aragorn commanding the forces of Mordor to come out and confront them. And then it cuts to him delivering yet another, you know, iconic speech moment yeah. from the movies. It always just kind of makes me laugh, though, that we're watching these really intense, dramatic moments. But with Legos delivering it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun to see. 
But as well with the with the mouth of Sauron, it would have been really cool to see this boss fight, but then in a Lego way. Because, I mean, Lego is a kid's game. And even with the, the death of King Theoden, they came up with quite a They made it very way. funny. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they could have done that with, of course, the battle scene with mouth of Sauron. That would have been pretty fun. Just a yeah, I think different so too. way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The battle starts and you play as Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas, and you are fighting a troll and uh, he's just kind of like walking around to different, like first you you hit him, you know, you hit him three times in, you know, the same way or whatever, and then he'll run over to one side of the battleground and then you go over there and fight him. So you do that a few times. There are certain things that you have to trade off between each of the three characters to do. You know, you have to switch over to Legolas because he has targets on his arms that you have to shoot off. You have to switch over to Gimli so that he can climb in this little hobbit hole thing that takes you up to a a higher ledge so you can attack. They did a good job of making you alternate between the characters rather than just like playing as Aragorn, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fun. Exactly with the... With the, as well, also, there's this interesting and also annoying scene where you can fight in the middle of the, the battle scene and there's a couple of orc archers in the background, I believe, on these uh, sort of wooden towers, really small. But you can shoot these down. It's, I believe, five of them, if I'm correct. But then you can also get a mini kit in uh, both story mode and uh, free play. So that's uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was really not very thorough with this playthrough of trying to get those you know hidden things and which I'll, I'll talk about um when we get to the the very end of the of the last level yeah. um but yeah i i missed a lot of those things or i would start it and it would say you know like three out of five and then i just could never i would either forget about the other ones or i couldn't find the other you know remaining two that are in the level so i didn't yeah i didn't do a good job um with with this level, I was also probably just like, just kill the trolls. <laughs> Let's get this going. <laughs> yeah, it's already hard enough just to, sometimes to fight all the, the bosses. And with regards to the mini kits, sometimes you also need these special mini figures. Like, for example, mm-hmm. I believe the Berserker from the Battle of Helm's Deep, the guy who runs in with the torch and blows up the wall. He has this sort of bomb, which you need to throw on these mithril wall pieces, and then you can also get mini kits, but that's something for free play, basically. Oh, yeah. The mithril walls I had been seeing throughout, and I'm like, okay, obviously there's going to be a different character I can play as eventually. And I was thinking, like, maybe this is a magical thing, and I have to come back as Saruman and, like, use my staff or something. So I probably never would have made the connection that I needed to unlock this, you know, (laughs) character. Also, that's so funny that like they give this very random, you know, minor character or yeah. character, you know, a playable element that you have to use for, for yeah. some parts. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun as well with the with Sam, of course, using uh, his uh, elfish rope to climb some of the sections from the game. And then there's, of course, Aragorn with the, the, the sword of Narsil with which you can, I believe, uh, destroy those black and translucent. Yeah, bit, they're called, uh, uh, I think they're called Morgul. Yeah, Morgul. Legos, uh, yeah. Lego bricks stuff, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the battle, I, I don't think it's meant to be the Witch King and his beast, 
but it's the exact same mechanic where a black rider shows up on yeah. a fell beast. And I'm like, but we just defeated you. We just killed you. Why are you here? Why are you back? Because I thought the whole the whole thing with, you know, and I, I could be misremembering here, but I thought it was just the witch king that had that beast and that that was what made him, you know, kind of the big baddies you know he 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 gets to have this creature and the other writers don't but yeah you fight another one of these fell beasts yeah that's uh actually quite interesting because in the in the battle of Minas Tirith there is a bunch of the fell beasts and also the Nazgul on top of them uh flying in and destroying the catapult so Every single Nazgul has a, a fell beast, basically. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So, okay, that's just me misremembering then, yeah. But it was no very, problem. I was like, but we just fought you. How are you back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. It's sort of a, a weird boss also because yeah. I don't really remember someone fighting a fell beast in the movie. The yeah, so this is, uh, I think th- this level is also kind of complicated by the fact that in the movie, the original plans for the Black Gates battle is that a embodiment of Sauron was going to come yeah. out and Aragorn was going to be fighting him. But it, when they were editing it or when they're putting things together later on, it just was not coming together the way that they wanted it to. And it wasn't, you know, they, they didn't want this battle to take away from what Frodo and Sam are doing. So that's how Aragorn ended up fighting that troll. Watching the movie, it felt very random to me that it's like, why is this one troll singling out Aragorn? Yeah. Like, it just fe- it felt weird to have this big climactic battle. And then our, you know, our, our hero is fighting this just random beast rather than the mouth of Sauron or rather than you know Sauron himself so I think that's why this part of the game also feels a little bit random because they kind of have to be like well who are we gonna fight (laughs) okay we'll fight some trolls we'll fight (laughs) a a Nazgul and some fell beasts (laughs) yeah yeah that scene with Aragorn fighting the troll as well there's also some beautiful music uh playing along there that's uh we can't ignore that the music of the Lord of the Rings uh perfection yeah yeah it's really fun playing the game because you have the the this really beautiful score is is in the background the whole time that you're playing it so it is really nice you know even if you're stuck on a part at at least you have some nice music in the background exactly that's that's the best part of lord of the rings music this level and the battle kind of ends uh kind of similarly to how the chapter in the book ends where the battle just kind of like fades to black as the eagles are arriving so you hear so it's a cutscene, and you see gandalf uh you know looking in the distance and the eagles are coming in and pippin is shouting the eagles are here the eagles are here and then it kind of you know like we know that it's not it's not over yet because obviously it's not going to end until Frodo and Sam uh, destroy the ring. And in the movie, they can have these two things happening simultaneously because it's very easy to cut back from the battle to Frodo and Sam. And so they can happen at the same time. But obviously in a game, when you're having these separated into different levels, you have to end the level eventually. So so uh, I thought it was, it, it was nice that like they kind of just did what happened in the books for how to end this level. Yeah, really a clever way to just uh, close off this this chapter and, I mean, move on to the next one, of course, which we're, uh, we're going to talk about. 
Yeah. And the most, you know, the most climactic, the thing we've been waiting the whole story to do. So the Mount Doom level starts with, you know, obviously Frodo is in a very weakened state. Um, And when you start playing as him, he's actually so weakened that he is floppy and he's like (laughs) wiggling and like falling over, basically. Um, And it's very funny to see this because a Lego is something that is not floppy oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) like he has wiggly arms and stuff and like legos don't have curves you know they they're straight lines so it was very funny to see that and he also as you're playing the level he can't jump the basically the only things he is capable of doing is he can pull out his items um i think he can uh, if you pull out staying, you I think you can like hit a few things, but he can't jump. So you mostly play as Sam and you have to create a clear pathway for Frodo to just be able to walk and, and follow you as you're moving along. Yeah, honestly, this was for me one of the most annoying parts of the game. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> sometimes I fell in with the lava in the lava which is so annoying oh i did that so many times it's so frustrating (laughs) so frustrating especially because then you know then you hear you hear sam scream and and then the lego breaking sound effect happens and you lose all of your you know studs and everything and yeah it's so frustrating this part of the level ends with the cutscene where Frodo's like I don't remember anything of the Shire and and uh Sam is trying to encourage him and then eventually says I can't carry it for you but I can carry you yeah (laughs) and he picks up Frodo and puts him on his back and they start walking up Mount Doom together and then that this is when Gollum comes in and says clever hobbitses to climb so high (laughs) and then you get cut, you get split up as Sam and Frodo, and you're separated by this, you know, river of lava. And then you have to go back and forth as Sam and Frodo just throwing a rock at Gollum. And then uh, eventually Frodo runs off on his own and goes inside the crack of doom. This was also just uh, for me, basically, as a kid, I played this game, and this boss fight also was a bit frustrating just to yeah <laughs> that's what i remember from it i i wasn't happy with this level even though i i like uh, the movie regarding this the, this level was just sometimes uh, a bit tough to beat but uh the next oh, scene oh interesting uh because uh, i uh i actually ended up really liking this level i felt like okay. they did a good job of like it didn't go on too long yeah um it for me it was just the right amount of sam having to you know create a path for frodo to follow um, the fight with Gollum was kind of annoying uh, just because it felt like, just get on with it. Like, let's just keep going, you know. Um, but I really liked this part where they made this battle for the ring between yeah. Frodo and Gollum a lot more um, m- more of like a, an actual fight, you know, rather than just a quick moment. Oh, yeah. So, so inside the Crack of Doom, you know, Frodo puts on the ring and then Gollum sh- pops up behind Sam and hits him over the head with a flower pot <laughs> um, and knocks yeah. him out. And then uh, in this part of the level, you have to play as Frodo and Sam and you switch off and Frodo is in the ring world and Sam is, you know, in the real world and 
you have to when you're Frodo, you have to throw Gollum off of you and then you switch over to Sam and then you fight Gollum and then you both get knocked over the edge and then Gollum scuttles back up and goes to attack Frodo and then uh, Sam, you like piece together ledges to, to climb back up. And so that happens three times and each time you move a little bit closer to the very edge of the little cliff thing. And to me, I felt like that was um, them, you know, building up to this moment that I think they know that we know is coming. You know, there's probably not too many people who are playing the Lego Lord of the Rings game and haven't seen the movies before. So you're playing this level and you know what's going to happen when you reach the edge of this cliff thing that that that's jutting out fight off Gollum a few times both as Frodo and Sam and then the cutscene where Gollum <laughs> this oh, is yeah. what I predicted was gonna <laughs> happen and I'm so glad it did Gollum instead of bite you know Lego figures don't have fingers they just have the like c-shaped hand and so Gollum just pulls Frodo's hand off to get the ring and then he takes the ring and like throws the hand back at Frodo and then Frodo just pops his hand back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting scene again with the with the Lego humor. I'm happy that they opted for removing the hand instead of doing something like an illegal building technique type of thing cuz I believe there must have been some person in the world crazy enough to break Frodo's hand, actually break it and then remove this piece from it. You know, that would have been uh a bit too weird to do within this mm -hmm. game. I mean, we got to keep it Lego. So yeah, that's a really yeah. We got to keep it uh, with the Lego, the physics of Lego and how yeah, Lego exactly. pieces actually work. And then also we got to keep it, you know, humorous. And rather than you know Frodo being in severe pain and missing a <laughs> finger and he's bleeding profusely, he just he's okay. He put his hand right back on. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, he just built himself back up. <laughs> yeah. Frodo tackles Gollum and pushes him over the edge and Gollum falls into the lava and the ring sinks down into it as well. When Sam reaches over the edge to pull Frodo up, he says, give me your hand. And I really thought that Frodo was going to throw his hand piece. Right. Yeah. Up, uh, up the top, uh, up to the top of the cliff, and Sam would be like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something for Lego to do. Yeah. Just like in the movie, we cut back to the Black Gates, and we see, you know, the the bad guys being destroyed, the kind of like Earth falling away. We see the destruction of the ta the Tower of Barad-dûr, um, and and the Eye of Sauron is destroyed. Outside the crack of doom, there isn't very little. There's there's very little time that we're left with Frodo and Sam just like standing there despairing surrounded by lava like we are in the movie like we have so we we're with them for a few moments where we really think they're gonna die and Sam is like oh I, I'll never get to see the Shire again I'll never get to see Rosie Cotton and you know all these things and Frodo says I'm glad you're here with me Sam at the end of all things um, all of that's pretty sad and dark so they just kind of gloss over that and so, you know, Frodo just says, it's done. And then we see the eagles coming in to save them. And Gandalf is uh, is piloting one of them and he has a little like pilot hat and goggles on. <laughs> it was very fun. Yeah, Lego humor. Basically also something uh, which we addressed earlier with the, the fast parts of the level. With oh, right. Oh, that's to, right. Uh, I completely forgot. Yeah, you do. Out. 
Yeah, yeah, you do play as Sam and Frodo running out of the crack of doom. And it, again, is that really fast paced thing where you're trying to move from side to side to get the the coins and, you know, all this stuff. Um, but it's so fast paced that like you don't really have time to react. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's over. So <laughs> yeah, there's also a, a mini kit uh, in, I believe, inside of Mount Doom still where you have to jump up to the right side of the screen and there's this mini kit in the air. So it's pretty oh, hard. I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's <laughs> easy to miss. Definitely. It took me uh, like two tries to get that. So uh, it's pretty hard to get that mini yeah. kit. <laughs> The hobbits are rescued, and then we just immediately cut to Aragorn's coronation. Gandalf crowns Aragorn, and Aragorn looks really stressed and nervous, and he kind of like <laughs> wipes his brow, and he goes, whew, like, oh, glad glad that's over and done with, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arwen is Arwen is just kind of inexplicably there. I've mentioned a couple times that they have... Uh, I think I've said, oh, they completely cut Arwen out, but that's not true. You do play as her very briefly uh, to, when you're saving Frodo from the right. Morgul blade. You play as her so briefly, just in like in between levels, like going from wherever they are, from Weathertop to Rivendell, and she's on the horse. And there is a cutscene with Arwen and the Nazgul, but other than that, she does not exist in the game. So it's very <laughs> funny. I was wondering, I was like, is she going to make an appearance at the end of the game or, you know, anything like that? So we do see her. She's standing on the stairs, I think, next to Elrond, and they're all clapping. Faramir is also kind of like inexplicably there. And I say inexplicably because in this universe, we have not seen him since the end of Two Towers because they right. cut, all, you know, they cut all of the, yeah. the Denethor stuff out. So the last time we saw Faramir, he was kind of being a jerk and then, you know, changed his mind at the last minute and let the hobbits go. <laughs> and then... They they did something that I just really hate because I'm a huge fan of Faramir and I'm a huge fan of R of Aon. So Faramir looks at Aon and kind of like gives her kind of like wiggles his eyebrows and smiles at her and is like hehe. And then Aon scoffs at him, kind of like crosses her arms and then looks away from him and is like. Eh. <gasps> It makes this makes Faramir look like a creep, and it also goes completely against the lore, which is that Faramir and Eowyn marry. <laughs> they made the de the developers were made the active decision that Eowyn was going to. She could it could have been a thing where like they both like smile at each other, and like that's a fun little Easter egg for for Lord of the Rings fans that were like, oh, we know what that smile means, but they did the complete opposite of what happens in the lore so this was such a brief moment that just really upset me <laughs> that's pretty strange i i don't re i don't remember that uh particular moment but again I mean, like i said it was brief <laughs> yeah i mean in the movie as well they they looked nicely at each other yeah they other just kind of look and smile and yeah they do have a scene together in the extended edition um yeah but it is it is brief as well yeah that's a nice easter egg <laughs> 
Then Aragorn turns to everyone and says, this day does not belong to one man, but to all. And then he bows and everyone bows at the hobbits. There's a funny moment where Pippin also bows. And then Mary kind of like taps him on the shoulder is like, yeah. no, like they're bowing to us. <laughs> <laughs> and we zoom in, you know, on Frodo looking very uh, touched by the gesture. And then this is where the the game, the story in the game ends. It ends with uh, the, everyone bowing to Frodo. And I, w- I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, wow. So we're not even going to go back think. to the Shire. <laughs> like, there's a lot that. <laughs> well, there's uh, something. There's uh, you should definitely play die. I don't think you have because uh, of what I'm hearing. But you can travel back to the Shire after completing the game. You go to Bag End, and then it, it initiates a cutscene where you go to uh, to Rivendell with the boat, and just uh, oh! the end scene of the of the movie, with everyone saying goodbye. And there's also this nice little Easter egg where you can see Boromir's ghost also waving. Oh, at Frodo that's so funny. Over. Okay, maybe I'll go back and do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because after this part in the game, the credits roll, exactly. and I was like, oh well, maybe they'll continue with another with like one more cutscene after the credits or something. Um, but when the credits end, it dumps you back into Minas Tirith. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. I guess we're just in the free play portion now, and that's <laughs> that's the end of the story. Um. So just fo- following and completing the story, I only got 25% completion of the game. <laughs> wow. There is a lot of stuff. So there's to so much more to go back and do. Yeah. Um, so I-, I did like run around a little bit in Minas Tirith and unlocked a couple puzzle uh, puzzles. And there's a like whack-a-mole type of little mini game that you do. Um, but at this point I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I'm I'm done with the story. That's really crazy. So yeah, uh, yeah only 25%. Um, obviously, as I've mentioned throughout these episodes, there are moments in the levels where, you know, you're playing as Sam and Frodo, but then you see a target. And obviously, you, you can come back as Legolas later on in the free play and uh, be these characters in these settings that they're not usually in and unlock all these puzzles and hidden... Easter eggs and treasure treasures and trophies and everything. However, I probably I probably won't be doing that because again, I've been playing on my Wii and <laughs> the Wii controls are I mean like after, you know, playing with different controllers over the years, it's hard going back to the Wii controller. But I probably won't go back and, you know, find the Easter eggs and, you know, keep playing in my free time. Just like once again, if this was something that was on the Switch, I probably would just because for ease of access, you know. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is just my final plea with <laughs> Nintendo. Release it on the Switch or uh, I guess Lego. I have to talk to the Lego people. Release it on a modern console. <laughs> Let's do it. That would be a lot better. Well, of course, there's the case for the Lego The Hobbit game, which is released on uh, the Wii U, I believe, and some other consoles. So uh, that hopefully would be easier to play. Yeah, maybe a little more updated, maybe a little less glitches oh yeah (laughs) hopefully theoretically but i mean i still uh, i still hear from people who play you know lego games that were released more recently that there are still all you know there are still glitches and still you know a couple bugs here and there so too many (laughs) yeah um and then also 
Uh, as we're recording this, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is coming out in six days. So there's no way I'm playing any other video game other than that. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That is the Lego Lord of the Rings video game. Uh, it was very fun for me to, to kind of like go back through. Uh, you know, I've been doing this podcast for, for three yeah. years now, and it's fun to kind of like go back through the story in a different way, in a more comical way. Um, it's fun yeah. to kind of like relive some like childhood memories of, of playing video games like this and then being really frustrated or moments that like you just cannot win and you have to close out of the level and come back later. So in general, I had a pretty enjoyable experience with with this game. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Yeah, the, the game really captures the movie well. And also has, I believe, a couple of uh, scenes where you can uh, see some minifigures which haven't been made in Lego as well as a bunch of sets. Yeah, there's so, so many characters that as you're playing, it'll, you know, you'll finish a level and it'll say that you unlocked Frodo parentheses weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so you're playing as like the Mordor version, which is different from Frodo parentheses orc disguise. So there's yeah. so many different figures that they... Uh, character designs that they created for this yeah awesome minifigures and then as well as the the design for helm's deep which you can see in uh, free play you can also walk around in helm's deep within the keep and on a deeping wall all that kind of stuff that's really something that if you're gonna visit uh, the free room one day you should definitely check out uh, just the locations one by one and try to mm -hmm. simulate some of the scenes from the movie you know that's what i did as a kid anyway uh, back in the day you know so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and, and chatting yeah. about this little video game, you know, 10 years after it came out. Uh, <laughs> people are still, you know, playing and enjoying it. Um, where can people find you on the Internet? Um, you can find me on YouTube. Mainly, that's just my platform where I post videos and I just make Lord of the Rings content as well as some Star Wars and such. But Lord of the Rings is my main gig uh, with regards to creating mocks and then... You can also find me on Instagram and I do believe on TikTok, but I don't really post too much on there. But yeah, YouTube is my main thing. So just uh, quickly on YouTube. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> awesome. Listeners, all of that as always will be linked in the episode description. So if you are a Lego head, <laughs> um, <laughs> go go check that out, especially if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, because you do a lot of really cool specific Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah. That's What I'm Talking About's cover art is by Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishon Designs. Also, side note, Vaishon is such an amazing creator and designer that he just recently won a local award for design. So that's how good he is. Seriously, if you ever want any design work done personally, professionally, <laughs> reach out to him and he'll create something really awesome for you. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash TolkienAboutPod. You can follow the podcast on social media at TolkienAboutPod. And you can follow me on Twitter and TikTok at MCWhatsApp and on Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. If you want to support the podcast, you can become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different levels of support that are available. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this episode, there's a new newsletter out with, again, exciting announcements about the future of this podcast. So if you want to be in the know before the rest of people... <laughs> 
that's so general before the rest of humanity uh, become a become a member of any level tier. I love all of you, but especially our brand new sponsor, Ian. Ian, thank you so much for becoming a patron and wanting to support. That's what I'm talking about. It means so much that you want to support the extremely important academic work that is going on here at That's What I'm Talking About, where we give a in-depth five-part analysis to the Lego Lord of the Rings video game. It's important work that I'm doing, and I'm just so glad to finally be recognized. But seriously, Ian, thank you so much for your support. That means a lot to me. Again, thanks for coming on. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Um, I'd say we should just uh, honor this episode with uh, the smile of Frodo at the end of The Return of the King, where he smiles at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I'm talking about.